Bienvenidos, bienvenida, and welcome to the second episode of It's Pronounced Podcast with your favorite gals. My name is Alicia, and my pronouns are she, hers, and ella. And I'm Sange, and I have the same pronouns, she, hers, and ella, también. Ooh, okay, starting off Latinx Heritage Month with a bank. I see you. <laughs> uh, so we wanted to just start off with saying thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, in all the languages that you know or might not know, or yeah, that's basically it. But essentially, just want to say thank you for all the support that you showed us uh, for our first podcast. Sange, I just have one question for you. Um, yes, ma'am. Was that good for you? What do you mean? The podcast. <laughs> was it good for you? <laughs> like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? I didn't know where you were going. <laughs> or I guess you could say, was my intro great? You know. I'll yeah, that's it. what I was like. Do you want me to like critique your intro right now? Like, I and But that's great. so funny though, because that would literally be our relationship where you would give me specific feedback on something <laughs> in, the, in the like immediate moment. So Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was great for me. Everything. Uh, let's talk about this. So last week was good. The podcast numbers, the support, the like outpouring of love, the conversations that came about. Let me tell you, um, I went on a hike with a friend um, the day prior to recording this, a six mile hike. <laughs> and it was a good hike. Number one. It was also a subtle day. flex. You're like, oh, it was only six miles. Like a casual six mile hike. Uh, Cause y'all know I don't move. I'm sedentary. Like I'm super <laughs> sedentary. <laughs> so for me to just wake up and be like, I'm going to go on this hike today is like unheard of. Anywho. So uh, my friend and I, you know, we went and we hiked and we talked about the podcast and it was so cool to me that like this went offline. So yes, it was good to me. You know, like we took the conversation we recorded it, but then mm -hmm. we really got to invite more people in. And I think that that's what was most exciting for me is that like, and almost like weird in a way, because I'm so used to our conversations just being between us. So then when other people are like commenting, I'm like, oh, I did talk about that with you, didn't I? Like, yes. I did tell you about that, huh? I forgot okay. about that. So tell me why. So I was playing softball on Friday, right? And I'm up to bat. And then all of a sudden, one of my teammate, teammates, wow, one of my teammates said, let's go AO. And I turned and I was like, because I've never heard that name outside of the workplace, right? So I yeah. turned and it's in the middle of the pitch, Sangay. We're talking in the <laughs> middle of the game and I scream. I'm like, did you listen to my podcast? <laughs> and he was like, yes, but can you like put your eye on the ball, right? And I was just like giddy with excitement because like you said, it's, it's transferring offline into like these real conversations. And then when, you know, all was said and done with that inning, we were talking about like how he got his name and then other people were jumping into the conversation and yeah, people are showing lots of love and support and it's pretty exciting. I don't know. Should we talk about some of the numbers? Should we, should we go there? Are you ready? Yeah, we need to, we need to go there. Okay. So like at the moment, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'll give just one number and it, cause I still think it's wild. Now I'll give two numbers at the moment. <laughs> 220 individuals have started our podcast. Like just click start, just click play, just put the earbuds in said to their smart speaker, play it's pronounced and, and started it. And that's, that's a lot of people. Two, two, 220 yes, I said, oh my. people. Oh. Y'all don't see her. She's pulling her clothes right now. She <laughs> In a non-sexual way, I in promise. A non <laughs> in the most exciting way. Like, 
I, I'm sure those of you who know Alicia know, like, when she gets excited, like, she'll cover her face with, like, her shirt and, like, kind of slide down. Like, that's what she's doing right now out of just sheer excitement for how many listeners we have. Uh, she's, like, fully embodying that. I'm, like, showing as if other people are seeing you, but whatever. I'm sure they know. I'm sure they know. You get it. Now, let me tell you how many listeners we had. So that means people who have listened all the way through, okay? Mm-hmm. Perhaps just clicking play. So that is 110 people listened to this podcast okay okay which again is just i a ridiculous number it's it's more than i could like i would have been happy i was happy when 10 people listened shoot i was happy (laughs) when like the first three people were like hey i just listened to your podcast i was like you did that's amazing and And that was like our closest friends and family who we specifically sent it to like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like knew what we were working on it's like herman's like yeah i finished listening to it as we've like texted him like herman you have to go listen to it right now it just went live exactly this is like 110 people that like i couldn't i don't i know i didn't send 110 texts did you uh maybe 100 but not 110 absolutely not there was nowhere close <laughs> nowhere close to that i stopped i cut myself <laughs> off at yeah so it's like it's wild to me that that many people have listened um and that's and something that like struck me earlier I think earlier this week that you shared is that like people clicked play and listened to us without even knowing what we were talking about like we didn't even like market it that way we were just like yo Sangin and I recorded our mouths making like (laughs) word like voice or what's that sounds (laughs) exactly that and then you just listened all the way through 110 people we love all of you shout out to the 110 shout out to the 220 Oh, what a wonderful number that's cut in half too. That's a, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, 50%. Which, which gives me hope that, and you know, that it's going to continue growing because if 220 people have started it, I know myself, sometimes I start a podcast and then I'm like, Ooh, I want to finish this at a different time. Exactly. Cause I like to, I, because that's how I frame my work and like the things that I do. So I'm, I'm thinking that some of y'all will come back later and I can't wait to see what happens next. Me too. I think also another fun part was the amount of people that sent us the audio notes about like, you know, either via the anchor link or via just like text message, voice message, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so excited to share some of those either like at the end of this podcast and a little like small episode, we'll see, but we got lots of dope stories from all of you and keep the conversation coming. We love hearing what y'all have to say. For real. And like Alicia mentioned, the if you ever want to send us a voice note that you're like, oh yeah, like this is me reacting to that episode. The link is in the description for each episode. You can just tap that link and you can record it. You could also just record it on your phone and text it to one of us or send it to us on Instagram and we'd be happy to uh, give it a listen and maybe you'll be featured in the next episode. So let's talk about what happened this week. What's going on for you? What happened? <laughs> um, okay, so something I've been thinking about a lot this week and is just teachers. I have been talking to a lot of teachers right now um, and they're they're going through it and as well as, you know, families and students are going through it. So I'm just thinking a lot about teachers and uh, I don't know, dude, like it's, it's just really hard. It's really hard to see some of my closest friends who are still in the classroom um, struggling through a virtual platform. And some people are in person right now, like at least in Arizona. And so it's just really hard to hear some of their stories. So 
um, that's what's like really been on my mind. So um, if you're in the boat where you know a teacher slash you are a parent yourself slash you know somebody who's going through a virtual learning experience or an in-person learning experience, thank a teacher. Hi. Thank you all. And also school administrators, leaders, all those good things. Thanks so much for everything that you're doing. For real, if you're in education, shout out to you. You're doing the work that needs to be done right now. And we know it's not easy. So shout out to y'all for continuing to fight that fight because it it never ends, truly. Virtual or not, it's it never ends. So we Still are appreciative going. of you all for that. What about you, Sangay? What's going on for you? What's going on in my life? Uh, well, <laughs> I had this uh, idea today that I would uh, look into becoming a real estate agent as just like a random aside. Okay, time the <laughs> fuck out. Time the absolute fuck out. <laughs> okay, this is also new information for me, listeners. <laughs> Continue. Go, go, go. The live reaction here. <laughs> It just came because, uh, so, you know, we looked at some houses in person today. Um, and I love looking at houses. I'm realizing like when I'm not on Instagram or Twitter, I'm on Zillow and Redfin, which is, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Because- I didn't even know Redfin was a thing until I like met you and like had these conversations. Cause that's <laughs> this like, what you do house that's on Redfin. So like truly I get daily emails from Redfin. I get daily emails from Zillow. I'm constantly like, just, I'm, I like to be nosy. And I feel like if I were a real estate agent, then I would get to not only actually see them online, but then I would get to go look at them in person, which is a really fun activity if you haven't done it. Like imagining a space oh and like God. picturing yourself there, maybe picturing another family there. And y'all, I like to connect my friends to things. So how fun would it be if like that was my job and you were looking for a house? And I was like, yo, I found the perfect house for you. And I mean, perfect. I've been in it. I know exactly where you're going to set up like your home office and like your, anyway, that's what's, that's what's okay. Fun. You would actually be incredible at that. I'm not even going to lie. Like you would get to know the person. You would have a questionnaire. You would like figure out all their wants, needs, I would have desires. a full system. Let's be, let's be transparent. hundred percent. And then with Excel spreadsheets. Can you, I was just about to say, imagine all the tabs that you could create from this uh, and they're color coded. <gasps> oh, okay. Okay. Uh, v look up that bitch. Absolutely. Oh, I know. <laughs> You're speaking my language. Yeah. Yeah, but um, we'll talk about that li- 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 ah, a little later. There it is. Um, I'm very interested in how far you've dove into this real estate agent journey. N- not very. Just literally Googling how to become a real estate agent in California. That's it. Uh, it was a thought and I Googled it and that's it. Um, well, now it's in your history. So now Google's going to take that and ride with it. So get some congratulations. Targeted promotion. <laughs> You know, though, one thing that um, in, in a more serious note that I think we should take some time for right now, if you are following the news, um, you know that a pioneer in gender equality, had, we've, we've lost a giant um, over the weekend, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And so we just want to take a moment here, just a moment of silence to appreciate her and her contributions to this country, like as a Supreme Court justice, also as a lawyer, like she has constantly been she's dedicated her life to making the world a better place and it's sad that we've lost her and also we can still have hope that changes will continue to be made and Mm -hmm. we can reflect on all the change that has been made because of her contribution so while we are sad we should 
take this as a moment to recognize all of the great work that she's done um, and recognize that we will continue the fight. So we're gonna take a quick moment here just to reflect on and recognize um, the impact that Ruth Bader Ginsburg had on our country. All right, thank you all. So now we're gonna head into our break. We'll see you back in about 25 seconds. Today's episode is titled, It's Pronounced Dopamine. And so we kind of gave a teaser about this last episode, but Sange is engaging in a dopamine diet as she coined. Um, it's also known as a dopamine fast in other spaces. So Sange, I, as well as some of the listeners, just have a question, right? You know, help us out. What was it? How did you hear about it? Get us started. Yeah. So before I even go too far, I learned in in preparation for this episode that dopamine diets and dopamine fasts are actually two different things. I learned that a dopamine diet is literally the food that you eat and how that mm. it, uh, engages with the dopamine that's like in your body. Um, and that was surprising to me because first of all, I would never, well, cheese is a dopamine inducing food. And especially for you, especially for me, <laughs> particularly for me. If you know me, you know this. I love cheese. So um, I want to be clear that I will, I'm not cutting out cheese, um, period. Yeah. That's just not, it's not happening. And so also, <laughs> on a serious note, you're not, you are engaging in a dopamine diet. Like if somebody went into Google and put dopamine diet, that's like, not what That's not did. what I was doing. Um, got it, got and it, that's it. why I want to like make the distinction before I even dive into like, what is it that I was doing here? <laughs> before we dive in together here. Um, so yeah, that being said, I wasn't on a diet by any means. I'm still eating cheese all day, every day. If Thank you God. want new faves. <laughs> <laughs> me and my lactose intolerant self will thoroughly enjoy. Um, but the dopamine fast, dopamine fasting 2.0, as it's referred to, was created by the psychiatrist out here in California. His name is Dr. Cameron Seppa. And basically he, you know, emphasizes that dopamine um, fasting can be used to help control behaviors that we have that may be causing us stress or negatively affecting your life. Mm -hmm. So some of the behaviors that he identifies are things like internet usage, gambling. Um, some people have addiction to like porn and masturbation and things like that. And so he suggests dopamine fasting as a way that you can sort of curb those addictions or curb your dependency on those sort of things. So Isaac and I had kind of noticed in both of us, like I'm really tied to my phone. I spend a lot of time on my phone, whether it's on Instagram or Twitter or like texting or calling or scrolling houses on Redfin because I have my <laughs> time now. Especially, um, especially. <laughs> particularly on Redfin and Zillow. You know, you know when like your iPhone pops up with your um, your screen what's it called? Time? Yeah. Like your screen time limits and everything like is yours just primarily Redfin and then everything else is lower. Ugh, mine is always social networking. And then it's like social media and social networking, because if you think about it, like I spend, we spend hours on FaceTime hours, like, like truly hours. Oh, um, wait, is that, is that tied into social networking too? Mm -hmm. That's why mine's always so high. Cause mm -hmm. I was like, I was not on social media that mm -hmm. long today, but yeah, Sangay and I it. legitimately are on FaceTime for maybe like three hours at a time. So and yeah. we'll like spread it out too throughout the day. So it does, it never feels like, Oh my gosh, what a long session. It's like breaks throughout the day. But that being said, he mm -hmm. basically is like, Hey, we're recognizing that the more that we use these, these things, the more that our brains get used to like 
getting notifications on our phones and like um, having that trigger dopamine release in your body, the more that your brain associates those things with reward and motivation and learning and pleasure. And that's, that's natural. Dopamine is a naturally occurring thing. So like, we're not trying to get rid of it, but what we are Mm -hmm. trying to do is change the response that we're seeing. So like, and not even trying to get rid of it. Like you can't, right. Because it's naturally occurring. It's like, you're physically not removing it from your body because it's going to happen regardless. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So the idea here is that if you allow yourselves to feel lonely or bored or like just find pleasure in doing simple and more natural, I'm using air quotes here because like natural to whom activities, Mm -hmm. then we're more able to regain control of our, over our lives. And we're better able to address any compulsive behaviors that could be interfering with your happiness. Now, I'm not saying that everybody's smartphone is going to interfere with their happiness, but I noticed in myself and me personally, (laughs) I noticed (laughs) that the first thing I was doing when I woke up was reaching for my phone. And then I would be on Instagram and it would start off with, let me just see if I missed anything overnight. Like what, what, no, I am not that important that I'm missing notifications (laughs) overnight on Instagram or Twitter. If it was overnight, like obviously it wasn't important enough for you to like have received it. Yeah. You know, so that, that was something I noticed in myself and, and that was kind of what triggered the habit is, oh, well, part of it is I, my phone goes on, do not disturb. So for instance, like friends and family members pretty much know, like not to reach out after a certain time of night. Cause I'm, I won't get the notification. Correct. So another reason that I'm reaching for my phone in the morning is like, did I miss any like texts from people that I need to respond to? Got it. Okay. Um, so that's another part of it. But as a result, I notice I'm spending so much time in the morning on Instagram. And I know that this is true for many of us who your alarm goes off on your phone, you shut it off, then you're on Instagram. And before you know it, you've spent 45 minutes in your bed, haven't even taken a shower. Y'all ain't even brushed your teeth yet. And you're still on Instagram in your bed. And at that point I was like, okay, this is causing a little bit of an interference in that it's causing me to start my day, not in the way that I'd like to. So that was, it was getting in the way of my productivity in the morning. And then I noticed it getting in the way of my uh, base level happiness because I was comparing myself to everyone else, you know, on Instagram. Like on the gram. Yeah. On Twitter, everything. It's Mm -hmm. a highlight reel of our lives. We're only showing the most positive, most exciting, most beautiful moments in our lives. And like, 100% we should. I like looking at that stuff. That being said, I catch myself being like, oh, I wish that like my life looked like that. Like I wish I had a sunflower field that I could go frolic in. Why didn't I do that this weekend? (laughs) (laughs) Everyone is out here in sunflower fields and just taking the cutest pictures. And I'm over here on my couch. And I know that that's not, so I know in my, in my logical brain that that's not true. Like you you all are not always out doing beautiful photo worthy things every minute of the day, but that's what I see on Instagram. So then the illogical side of my brain is like, oh, Sange, you're a failure. You should do better. Look at your friends. They're beautiful. They're having fun. They're thriving. What have you done for yourself? And in comes that negative self-talk. So yeah. And so that's for me why I wanted to engage in this experiment. I will say I was a little apprehensive at first and it sounds like you were apprehensive. I was, I was like, apprehensive is not even cover the surface for me. Um, I, yeah, like huge concerns I had about this was that like you were going to be 
I don't know, doing something unhealthy, right? Because when you first told me about it, I went into Google and I did like dopamine fast and I just saw all of these articles pop up where it was like, oh, this person stops eating. This person stops exercising. This person stops like going outside. And I was like, time out. What, Sangi, why would you even do this to yourself? Right. And that's like why I was super concerned. And, you know, some of the listeners even heard how like concerned and um, a little bit skeptical I was. Right. Uh, but then, you know, you explained it to me, you explained how you weren't like going to the extreme that some people have taken it, especially in like the Silicon Valley world. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, listen, I, I was looking at some like serious cases of what dopamine fasting looks like. And it was a little absurd, not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just very, thankful that you weren't taking it to that point. And, um, like you said, I think it's something that you recognized as a behavior that you wanted to like shift and change. And this is something that, um, it sounded like it it ended up being good for you. At least, you know, the, the things that I've heard so far. Yeah. I mean, and I, I also want to be clear, like some people, like you said, have taken it to the extreme, like nowhere in the articles that we were reading. Cause that was my concern in the beginning when Isaac presented it to me, I was like, So you just want us both to be unhappy for a Mm. week. That's what I'm hearing you say is like restrict dopamine, therefore restrict happiness. Like I'm not down for that. I don't want that. You can be unhappy by yourself if (laughs) that's what you want. Um, But then I, I, again, I did, did my Googles. I did some reading. I understood a little bit more what was, what this was about and realized that I had already been doing versions of this for years. Exactly. Um, and, and that was another concern I had, right? Was that like, it sounded like when it got to the more realistic version of what dopamine fasting looked like, it looked like just basic mindfulness strategies, things that people have been doing for centuries, yeah. millennia, right? Like <laughs> go back to BC and like people, people in hieroglyphs are doing dopamine fasting. You know what I mean? So I was just concerned that people were kind of like co-opting on this or like making it like cute and kitschy. I don't know. So, mm-hmm. which is something you also like agreed with too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like I definitely, part of it is the term, the name that's behind it, right? Like we're calling it a dopamine fast and what is it causing us all to do? We're running to Google, like what the heck is this and why would you choose to do it? When in reality it's, it's basic mindfulness practices. It's limiting your screen time. It's things that I'm sure many of us are already doing. So some examples might be you don't use your phone when you're eating meals with your friends or your family right? Like that is practicing mindfulness. That is also um, one practice in dopamine fasting that you could do. For me, uh, when I first moved out to the Bay, I actually put into place my downtime on my phone. So my phone goes on, do not disturb automatically every night at the same time. Um, And that was something I started doing so that I could practice mindfulness. Like I truly was like, you know what? I'm distracted by all of these notifications. I just want to like sit and journal before I go to bed or read a book before I fall asleep. It helps calm my brain and it helps me really be ready to fall asleep. So that's another way that you could practice it. Some folks just cut out entire apps or maybe they don't check their emails on weekends Mm -hmm. or, you know, maybe it's, we don't watch TV after this time. There are different forms that this uh, can take. I think we all are probably doing some form of it. Some of us, myself included, have screen time limits put in on apps on our phones with passcodes. 
See, Sangi, I also have those, but you know me well enough by now that I look at it and I'm like, nah, we ain't doing it today. Extra 15 minutes or ignore it today. That's like one of my toxic qualities is that somebody can like logically say something to me like my phone and be like, hey, you've met your screen limit. And me as a logical being looks at it and says, I'm going to do what I want anyway. (laughs) This This has happened with friends, therapists, my phone. Like it's literally like, thank you for the information. I'm going to do the complete opposite. All right, bye. And then what, you know, you're just, you know, self-sabotaging at that point. But I think, cause I was doing that too. But when I noticed myself most doing that, my limit was at like 30 minutes a day. And I would blow through that when I first woke up. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. I would would get to the end of the day and be like, but I want to scroll some more. So (laughs) now I've just adjusted my time. So rather than, rather than it being 30 minutes a day on Twitter and Instagram, because I also would find workarounds and that's, y'all got to know yourself, right? If you're going to try this, know yourself. I know that if I put a limit on my phone and I really want to be on Instagram, I will find a way to be on Instagram. Like I will go to Instagram.com on my computer. You literally type www dot <laughs> just to be just to see your faces, you know. And so, I've also adjusted my time though to be more realistic for how I notice myself spending time, um, and just making it closer to what's a realistic amount of time for me to spend online. For some folks, that's like it's not unrealistic of you to be online for four hours a day, right? To be on Instagram. That's not unrealistic. For me, it is. Um, And that would be like a stretch. What's more realistic for me is somewhere in that two hour mark between Twitter and Instagram, splitting my time, keeping Mm. in mind that I'm going on for like five minutes here, five minutes there. So I just, you know, I I made made it work for me. Yeah. I often also engage in that like social media ping pong, if you will. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I'll go on Instagram and then I'll go on Twitter cause it feels new. And then, Oh, I'll jump back on TikTok and then I'll go to like a random like Goodreads website and like read all of that stuff and then go, Oh, the cycle continues. I haven't been on Instagram in a while. I've been good. Pat myself on the back and then <laughs> like continue on this cycle. Yeah. 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 I hear you. yeah. Or I bet, I bet you my Twitter feed is updated. I bet you. Oh, and TikTok is the worst of them all. Oh, 100%. Let me just say this. The holes that you get in. You can scroll endlessly on TikTok. It will literally, you will never reach the end of your thing. You'll get one of those little, you've been scrolling for quite, you know, the video I'm talking about that when the guy comes up like, wait, 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 maybe it's time you take a break. And do you know how quickly I've scrolled past that? Like anytime I see him, I'm like, get off my screen. I don't, I don't have time for you. Oof. So I deleted my TikTok account altogether. Um, that's how, that's how we went there. Okay. It was really hard for me to pull myself away, but I, cause I remember you deleting it before the dopamine fast. Was it something Mm -hmm. that you just decided to go cold Turkey on continuing off of? Okay, cool. cool, cool. Yeah. I'm nodding. Sorry. Yeah, I did. Um, (laughs) because I, I, TikTok was really addicting for me. Um, Mm -hmm. No amount of screen time limits could pull me away. And that for me was kind of scary that that, like I was feeling an app have that much draw over me. Like what I like about and respect about Twitter and Instagram is like eventually you reach the bottom of your timeline. Eventually you'll watch everyone's Instagram story. There's nothing else for you to see with the people that you follow unless you're like searching new people. And I'm, that's just not what I do on Instagram and Twitter. 
Um, and, and so see, it's funny because that's where I get into my hole on Instagram is where I go to the explore page and your girl is, is just like scrolling, 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 send this video here, send this video there, save that like, oh my gosh, I should look into this. And then it takes me into another part of Instagram. And yeah, so you're their target audience. I, I am. I, and TikTok was, or your TikTok's target audience, right? Yeah. So, cause we have to remember that's how these apps make money, right? Mm-hmm. They need eyes on their product. They will not make money. People won't see it as a valuable product if we are not actively using it. So the more time that you're spending there, the more value you're, you're giving this product. Um, so just, you know, food for thought in that area. Okay. Cause I'm, I'm trying to think of how, what is like the day in the life, if you will, of a, mm-hmm. a dopamine fast look like, cause did you completely cut out social media? Did you just put the limits on it? So you only were on certain times of the day. Like, were there other things that you did that you took out? Yeah. So Yeah. Good question. For me, I was on no social media. So no Instagram, no TikTok, no TikTok, no Twitter, no Facebook, but I barely use Facebook as is. I cut out TV. I cut out YouTube. So I wasn't watching movies. There wasn't anything that I was like, no screens essentially in front of my eyes to unwind or like fill time. Um, And I also, which this was what I thought would be the hardest part for me. I wasn't listening to music or podcasts at all. And so I felt like I was just moving in silence. And that was my biggest fear beforehand. I was like, okay, fine, fine, fine. Like I have spent an entire year off of social media. I'm not worried about that. I can do it. I've done it once. I can do it again. And you know, whatever. I just won't watch TV. Fine. I didn't even own a TV when I moved to the Bay area. Mm -hmm. Like I don't need that. I'm fine. I could do it. But what I was not okay with <laughs> was music. <laughs> I was like, music is, it, it's a part of every moment in my day from when I wake up, I listen to music or a podcast when I'm getting ready. When I'm making lunch, I'm listening to a podcast or music when I'm cooking. Dang, and then, yeah. you know, like it, it just fills the space. It makes me feel less alone in the room during whatever it is that I'm doing. Um, I do, I do the same thing. Like something that's like compulsive for me is I'll wake up and I don't, I don't, I'll do like half and half. Maybe I'll reach for my phone. Maybe I won't. It's not like that first idea I have in the morning, like you were describing earlier. But my first thing I do in the morning is have either my Alexa play a podcast or play some type of music every single day. Like no, it, it's, it never fails. It truly never fails. I'll literally get up I cannot stand and sit with that silence for some odd reason. So I definitely feel you on that. Like it's, it's terrible for me personally, you know? Yeah. And you know, I want to reiterate, like, I'm definitely not saying that any of these things on their own are bad. Absolutely not. Like music is a wonderful thing. Podcasts, obviously you're listening to this one. We think it's pretty great too. Um, Right. Like there is good in all of the things that I've named, but what, the dopamine fast seeks to address is the behavior or the like addictiveness of those things. Like when it starts to interfere with your life or you feel like you literally can't do something without that one component, then for me, that's when I'm like, okay, maybe I should start to reevaluate my dependency on this thing. Mm. If I feel like I can't sit in my house quietly and like read a book. Oh, I forgot to mention. I also, I do puzzles on my iPad, like one puzzle a day. So I wasn't doing puzzles during this time. That was also kind of hard because I had gotten in the habit of like, yeah, a 45 minute activity that I can like, you know, keep my brain focused on. And that's super important to you. Puzzles are really important to you. It's okay. It sounds weird to y'all, but truly <laughs> puzzles 
are really important to Sangay. They keep my brain busy and I like that. Um, it, it busy in a different way, busy in that it's not constantly churning, thinking about work and like other issues. It's a way to like keep your brain prior, uh, focus on something else without it drifting um, in a different direction and without you like stressing out about mm-hmm. other things. Because I've noticed that <clears throat> when my brain is just when I don't have anything else to fill my space, then I will go back and I'll do work during non-work hours, which is like, why? They're not paying me to do that. Or like, just be sitting here stressing. And, and for what? Stressing over things that I don't even have control over right now. So I like to have different activities that I can use to fill my time, um, like music, podcasts, puzzles, sister, sister on Netflix, you know little things like that specifically (laughs) okay so i mean you named a small section of like what was hard right like not doing puzzles and again i don't want to i don't i really want to emphasize how important puzzles are to sangay so that was (laughs) very very hard for her i know um but like what else was hard about doing cutting out all that from your life the only real challenge was like thinking of new ways to fill my time i had become so accustomed to like all right, I'm done with work now. I'm going to like scroll Instagram or like, oh, I have a break in between calls. Let me like hop on Twitter really quickly. Or like, I have time for a 15 minute YouTube video. Let's see what I have. Mm. So rather than doing those things, I read a book. That's what I did to fill my time. Most times. Um, Sometimes I just took naps and let me tell you the power, the power of a good nap. I mean, we all know it. We all know it. <laughs> They're life changing. Uh, so if there you would be moments. Nap- yeah, there would be moments where I wouldn't hear from you, and I'm like, she's napping. She's definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, like four hours later, I'm like, hey, I just woke up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I spent, so most of my time, also the air quality was really poor. So I think that this was a Mm. bad time for me in particular to do it because I couldn't really, I felt like I couldn't go many places. You know, I was in my house, so I'm calling friends and family all day long and texting people. And it just so happened to be a week where like the people who I typically FaceTime were able and available to FaceTime at the times that I wanted to. So I got lucky in that way. Um, but a lot of my time got filled with rather than like, oh, I'm going to watch a show. I would be like, well, let me call my sister and see what she's doing. Or like, let me call Alicia and see what she's doing. And we would, Alicia and I would literally just like be on FaceTime and then both be working on something. Yeah. And like, we're like cleaning our house. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it never fails, dude. Like if we call at a certain time at night, you and I will just be like chatting and then all of a sudden we'll both transition to the kitchen (laughs) and then just like start washing the dishes. It it happens every time. Without fail. It's like, we're going to cook dinner together or we're going to clean the kitchen because I don't know, it's just like something to keep your hands busy. Um, exactly. Yeah. So finding, finding activities to do with poor air quality was hard. A lot of people will say, I'm going to work out more. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to spend more time outside. I'm going to go to the park. I'm going to go for walks, whatever. But our air quality was so unhealthy. Like no one was thinking about going outside during that time. I hope you weren't. Right. So I... I was struggling to think of like, well, what can I do? Um, so I just filled a lot of my daytime with work stuff. Saying the word work is just like, it takes a dagger and puts it in me because, you know, you preface like not, the things that you were doing aren't bad, right? Like going on social media isn't bad, listening to music, podcasts, doing puzzles on an iPad is not bad. 
Cause then, cause on the other end for me, like, yes, I spend a lot of time on social media and everything, but that's like my release from other things, mm-hmm. my compulsive and addictive behavior. And you know, this very well, mm-hmm. I am a work, a holic. Mm. I legitimately will work. Oh my gosh. How many hours? Like 16 hours a day. Like if I, if easily, I could easily. Yeah. And so, and that's where it's getting unhealthy for me, where it's like, I need to be on social media more. I need to watch TV more. You know, I don't watch TV. Like, but it's almost like you're, you need to teach yourself to relax and like be okay with not doing things. And that I'll say this fast, that is one thing that I think that it has taught me is like, it's okay for my brain to slow down and just be still. And it's okay for my body to just be still for a period of time. I know Alicia shaking her head like, no, 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 no. It's not okay. But but it is. I promise you it's okay. Like nothing is going to burn and fall apart if you just rest for like 30 minutes. And I would challenge you and I challenge anyone who's listening, just try it. Just like put your phone on do not disturb for 30 minutes and just sit. And if you need something to do with your hands, because like I'm that kind of person, I can't just sit for 30 minutes, get a pen and paper, doodle, draw, journal, make a list. I don't know, like take a walk outside if the air quality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like do something, but fill your time. Just 30 minutes. Start there. And if 30 minutes seems too big, start with 10 and work your way up. Because I look at it as you're reclaiming your time in your day for yourself to spend it in ways that like you want to, not in ways that you feel forced to because of these behaviors. I was feeling like I had to check Instagram. There is nothing that is forcing me to check Instagram every day, but myself. So yeah. And I feel the same way with my work email. Like I have to check my work email. And and to an extent you do. Yeah. But But like not, not at 8 PM, right? Like not at times I don't need to, for instance, you, like you feel this compulsive behavior, compulsive action to check your Instagram right in the morning. You Mm -hmm. you don't need to do that. Right. Versus me. Like if I want to do that, sure. But you were seeing that it took some, it took things out of you, like Mm -hmm. in order to like connect with other people to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll also name one thing that I thought was really cool about this was I learned not learned. I just noticed that I started appreciating my uh, social interactions more because I wasn't using social media. Like (laughs) Isaac and I spent so much more time talking to each other um, over that week because like he wasn't doing internet and games. And so like he was spending his time reading or practicing Spanish and I was spending my time reading or probably like writing or something or like calling someone. And so in the times when we weren't sitting in silence reading, like we were just talking and that was nice. Like (laughs) it's really nice to just like talk, you know, (laughs) like have a good conversation with like your partner and like That sounds like the most like millennial ass thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, oh my gosh, like we should just like talk. (laughs) Do this more often. so weak. Absolutely not. Y'all are millennial ass couple for sure. We are, you know, and it doesn't, you know, he spends a lot of time, he works in tech and then his hobbies are also in tech. So it, it, it's hard to get that separation sometimes. And um, again, like that, there's nothing wrong with technology. It just is. And it's a component of our lives and it's not going anywhere. But I do think that in order to strengthen our human connections with one another, we should be mindful of how much of a role that we allow technology to have in our lives. 
Um, like we want it, I want for it to be something that is something that I'm opting into, not something that I feel like I must do at any point during the day. We love a learning experience. (laughs) I'm just so glad that this went into a more like calm and logical way of doing this because, you know, at first I was about to like throw hands, right? She was so upset. My goodness. Aggressive even, <laughs> I would even say. So I'm, I'm just glad that like you explained it more to me. Like you sent me like different articles and stuff to look into because yeah, I was not happy at first, but I'm glad. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I just see you coming out of it with just clarity around your relationships and clarity around like how you spend your time in different ways. And then also like what makes you happy. I'm interested in what y'all have to say as listeners. Like, are there things that you have found that you are doing more right now, maybe because of COVID or maybe not? Like, maybe this is something that you did prior to it and noticing it's taking a little bit of a toll in your social relationships. Feel free to let us know. Um, Feel free to message us, send us a voice note. Would you even do a dopamine fast for it or would you take a break from it? What do you think? Because there are so many different ways that you could do it right. And this is going to be my last plug before for, to give some context for y'all who may answer that question. A dopamine fast doesn't have to be a week straight. It can look like an hour a day, four hours a day. It can look like one day a month and it could look like one week a year. It looks like what you want it to look like. Essentially. We can also include the links to the articles that we're referring to in the description for this week's episode. So you can read some more about it before you make that decision. If you think it's the right choice for you, but Yeah. If you think you would engage in a dopamine fast, um, I kind of want to know, like, what approach would you take? Are you going to cut everything out cold turkey? Are you just going to put in app restrictions and limits? Or are you going to say, okay, one day a week, I'm offline completely, which those days are fun to try it sometime. Just turn your phone off. Absolutely not. (laughs) I dare you. (laughs) And I'm going to say no. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's take a quick break. And then we'll come back together. All right. Welcome back. Let's get into our final segment of the day. Um, I want to hear from you, Alicia. What are you unpacking today? Let us know. Uh, So I have two things today, which I'm really excited about. Okay. So I I have a physical unpacking today. Um, So my sisters. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I love mail. Okay. So my sister sent me a package from New York. uh, And okay, first of all, I was being really annoying when I was over there. So when I left New York, I had like a bunch of things in my pantry. And one of them being my favorite peanut butter that is only sold in New York City, at least from what I found. I cannot find it anywhere else, right? Okay. okay. And so when I went to her place uh, for birth week, she still had a jar of the peanut butter. And I was like, oh, so I'm taking this home. <laughs> and she was like, no, I'm going to use it. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you haven't ate it since I've left. So obviously <laughs> you're not going to eat it. And you know how quickly we go through peanut butter, right? No, so I'm it's like- It's not a game. It's, it's not, not a, a game. game. I don't play around with peanut butter. So- my sister and my sister-in-law being the wonderful people that they are sent me a package and it had, I want to say four. Yeah. See, I don't even know how I know (laughs) you take it back. I had four jars of this peanut butter that I love. So I just want to give a quick shout out to Teddy's unsalted, all natural, super chunky peanut butter. The chunkiest. The chunkiest. Super chunky. (laughs) And it is absolutely delicious and I love it on everything. So I'm so glad that they got me four so that I could be, you know, eat them in what, what is that? A, a month. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> oh, <dang. laughs> 
two totally different timelines. Yeah. How long so, did you say? I didn't even hear you. I said a week. A week? I can't. <laughs> Yo, I've eaten peanut butter every single day this week. So, I mean, I wouldn't put it past me to just fly through them in a month. You know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. A month. I'm giving, I, I feel like a week is like maybe that I would be worried if you ate four jars in a week. You know, that's what I would need to do my fasting on <laughs> peanut butter because that's like getting in the way of all other food groups. You're so right. <laughs> But yeah, shout out to uh, Christine and Sophia for sending it, that to me. Um, and then in terms of like mentally unpacking, uh, I don't think I've, like, I think I'm going to share something new with you, Sanke. I don't think I've ever told you this before, but yes. I've been really thinking about just doing shit to do it, right? Like not even having like a goal or some like, you know, objective to me, but just doing things because I want to, right? Mm-hmm. And I have always wanted to do like a back handspring or a backflip. Okay. The part that you don't know about, I don't think is that, you know, I've, I've played softball my whole entire life, right? Correct. Correct. There was a very long stint of time where I was a cheerleader. A cheerleader. I mean, it wouldn't like, okay, your personality wouldn't surprise me that you could like, you know, get the people riled up. You could do it. But a a whole cheerleader? I was a whole ass cheerleader. We're talking the skirt, the pom-poms, middle high school. When was this? Um, It was like elementary to middle school. Wow. I was a cheerleader. Yeah. And so pictures. I, I do have pictures. I'll send it to you. So <laughs> you have to share. It's so interesting because my mom was both a softball player and a cheerleader. So I started off playing or started off being a cheerleader before I even played softball and like wow. found like my love right in that sport. Um, and so I've always like wanted, I learned how to do a cartwheel and a round off and like the splits and all of these different things because of cheerleading, but I never got to the point where I could like tumble. And so I've always wanted to learn. And so my, one of my friends is a high school cheer coach. And so I just messaged her last week and I was like, listen, I just want to do a back handspring. Can you help me? And she was like, why? And I, and it was, it felt so liberating Sangay to just send the message back being like, because I want to like how much, how many things in your life do you're like, I just want to do this because I want to. And like, that is not tied to like, oh, I have to learn how for work or, oh, I need to teach someone else or, oh, I'm working on this new skill for this new, whatever that you're right. Or even, and you know, lately I've been like running a bunch, right. Mm -hmm. And because I'm like training for a marathon at some point, but literally I'm just wanting to do a backflip or a back handspring to just do it. And so yeah, that's something I'm mentally unpacking about like the joy of me learning how to do this just because and like not having a set date. And then, yeah, I've been learning how to do different drills for this back handspring and I'm going to be meeting up with my friend uh, later this week to just like tumble for the first time and see if I can do it. So stay tuned for all of that. Um, I'm very, very, very excited. Dude, shout out to doing stuff just for the sake of doing it. Like, yeah. Uh, go do something just because, um, I'm buying myself flowers just because. Yeah, you are. Oh, they're so beautiful. Y'all like every time I look at these flowers, I just like the amount of joy that's in my, my being just increases. Um, they're, they're just standard like lilies. Okay. They're stargazer lilies, but they're gorgeous. And I bought them at Sprouts and they smell good and they open to like an eight inch span. So they're huge in my opinion. Cause like, I feel like that's pretty big, you know? I mean, I mean, I would say eight inches is huge. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I knew you were gonna go there. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And I didn't want to like engage, but you got me. I can't believe you pulled Adam, it down. <laughs> I caught you off guard a little bit too, because you were like, "Yes, eight inches is big," but then you were like, "Damn it, damn it, I'm." Feeding it. <laughs> I I can't I can't believe you pulled me down with you. I wasn't. Second, it's not intentional. <laughs> but stargazer lilies. <laughs> So stargazer lilies. So I'm just excited about them. Um, and I also did some reading. Apparently they attract bees and butterflies to gardens. And so like, that's good for like pollination, but also, oh, this segues into my next thing that I'm like, really just like, I'm riding on the joy from that. Um, so they attract butterflies. Okay. And so yesterday on my hike with my friend, after we hiked, we stopped into this little kind of like craft fair type thing that felt very like Okay. Uh, bluegrass folksy like there was music everyone's wearing a mask and there was like food so we stopped to get food and then there was like a little uh shop nearby and like a shipping container because you know it's the bay area and we love our shipping containers out here so somebody has like a shop of like uh eco-friendly things whatever that w- that's not the point of the story we went in there and while we were in there another store owner comes running in to tell this store owner she's like hey guess what and i thought she was talking to me because she had said hi to me and i was Aww. like what are you talking to me like hi hello can I-, I don't even know you like that and she's like well i was gonna tell her but i'm gonna tell everyone now um there's a garden out back a butterfly garden and one of the butterflies just emerged from its cocoon you have to go see it she had a video of it on her phone and she's like yeah take a look it literally just came out like i just watched it come out of its cocoon and i was like wow that's so cool so we go to the back we see this garden it's actually just milkweed because monarch butterflies like that's what the caterpillars they thrive on. on yeah yeah and so it was just like a, it was a beautiful day. And then we saw the butterfly that had just emerged from its cocoon. We saw another butterfly kind of like making its way around the ground. We saw a bunch of caterpillars and a bunch of other cocoons. And it, and I saw this like little baby, it was so itty bitty. This little caterpillar was so cute. But um, that moment, it was so joyous to spend that day with my friend out in nature, hiking and like looking up at the trees that are so large and, and just being in like the stillness of nature. Like it was silent um, when we, you know, when there weren't other people walking and that's just amazing. You know, when you live in a city, you don't often experience silence at that scale. So to be able to be out there and just like be in silence and be in clean air and take advantage of the fact that there's clean air that I could breathe in and not have to like wear a mask to filter particles out of the air. Mm. Um, That was phenomenal. The food was delicious. And then the butterflies just topped it off. And we started like trying to see how many cocoons we could count and how many caterpillars we saw. And, you know, on our first glance, we didn't see that many. When we first walked by, I was like, I don't see any butterflies. I don't know what she's talking about. There's no caterpillars out here. I don't even see a cocoon. Okay. Lied. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I was like, I was a little hurt. And then we slowed down. Like we took the time to slow down on our path and like really be mindful of what we were looking at, what we were looking for. And just like taking in that space. And I think truly taking in the time to slow down and look around our surroundings, we saw so many beautiful things. Um, um, so I'm just still like kind of riding on the, the residuals of that joy from this weekend. Yeah, um, especially not being able to go outside because of the air over there. So I can only imagine just how like euphoric that could be, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Oh. It was really big. 
And then literally I unpacked my imperfect produce box and I sent Alicia some pictures because I got a massive sweet potato. And if you didn't know, Alicia loves sweet potatoes. They're like her favorite. And I got one that's about the size of my head, I would say. Like, it's like the same height as my head. Okay. So I am like really excited about that. And I got a really big ripe mango and I, ah. I cannot wait to dig into that and make some salsa. And yeah, it's going to be good. My smile is like really big right now. I'm just, I'm just, I know I'm place. smiling really big. because <laughs> You're <laughs> smiling really big. Just in a really good place, guys. I'm just yeah. happy. Good. <laughs> Sit in that. Sit in that. That's what we're unpacking, but guess what's coming soon? Um, And by soon, we mean on next week's episode, we're getting ready to, based off of some feedback that we received after, (laughs) off of our first episode where we mentioned introducing a third into the friendship. (laughs) As I said, two friends would be glad to to introduce a third, right? To welcome a third into the friendship. We want to share in the joy that we have between us. And we're going to do just that next week. So Sangi and I had lots of deliberation on who we would introduce, right? Because when you're introducing a third into any relationship, it's it's very important that you take both sides into consideration, right? Mm-hmm. And so now that we are introducing a third into our friendship, into this podcast, um, I am very excited to introduce somebody, uh, but you'll have to wait until next episode to see. And so see if it was Sangay's choice, if it was my choice, if it was both of our choice. So feel free to tune in next week to- Who knows? Who What's knows? the relationship dynamic going to be like, do you think? I don't know. I'm, I don't, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to give away too much. So let me, let me stop. All right, fam. As always, thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, if you like this conversation, if you just like us in general, go ahead and subscribe and- share a review if you're on Apple Podcasts or just share a review on Instagram or via text message, whatever makes sense for you. Um, Continue to share with people that you think would like us, like the podcast, share on your socials. You'll find a link to Sangay and I's social media accounts in our description for our podcast, as well as a description of how to get featured in an upcoming episode. Take it away, Sangay. For real, for real. Yeah. If you want to be featured in an upcoming episode, um, just keep reaching out to us on our socials, or you could use the anchor link to leave a voice note so that we know who you are um, and like why you want to be featured. Tell us about yourself. Tell us what makes you cool and and why we should bring you on the pod. Um, It would be so dope. We really want to include more folks in our introducing a third um, segment that'll be coming up. So we can't do that without y'all. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. Gracias a todos. This has been another imperfect production of It's Pronounced Podcast with Sangay and Alicia. Thanks, y'all. Bye-bye. Bye. bye. bye.